Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Spinning the Real, a very special episode because one of our hosts is back. One of your hosts, Evan, and I'm your other host, Cody. Both of us are back. We have some cinnamons. Cinnamon. Cinnamons? I can't even pronounce words today, Evan. Whoever is babbling about cinnamon is uh <laughs> is cody and we're so glad to have him back uh thank big thanks to zach though for filling in uh while you were uh, a bit under the weather cody but uh you're back now i want to say zach attack but i was told no longer i could say that because he doesn't want to be told zach attack so i gotta find a new name for zach but yes zach thank you sir yeah, you'll work this out on the podcast eventually and um, if we don't well we can have another will smith moment so oh boy yeah we'll be- Save it. We're going to get there. Uh, this is, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, March 30th. Uh, of course, that is the uh, first recording of our podcast post the slap at the Oscars. So I, you saved exciting. it for literally three more seconds. I know. So we're, and we're going to talk about that and some of the winners, some all the Oscar stuff. It's going to be especially fun because Cody, uh, as uh, I am told, did not watch the Oscars. So. I didn't think I needed to tell you. I thought it was pretty obvious. I, he never does. Uh, I did invite you to the Oscars party, and you you said uh, no, thank you. So, well, I'm glad that you politely put it that I declined you because, truthfully, the it, thing I wanted to text you was no fucking. It way. was a hurtful uh, declination. Um, anyway, I guess that should bring us. We'll, we'll just say it out in the uh, intro that uh, it was a hotly contested Oscars pool this year um some are saying that technically cody won by one point against uh his co-host now that co-host was kind enough to reopen the uh submission window for him hold on but that's okay that's okay we'll give you your victory hold on we'll we'll talk about this past (laughs) issue but i have i will bring up the reason why i still i'm gonna defend my win defend yourself but in past the intro so yes oscar talk about the Oscars that I didn't watch, but <laughs> I saw tweets about, but only like still impressive. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going to ramble about movies as we do. Shocker, right? <laughs> no, seriously, we're just going to ramble about movies. We're going to watch movies that I haven't seen, movies I have seen that I'm going to convince Evan to watch because he thinks they suck, but they doesn't know that they don't suck. That's because I haven't convinced him yet. Cody, save the rambling, save the rambling for the rambling segment. No, I want to ramble now. <laughs> All right, fine. I won't ramble now. I'll just say... Why don't Why don't we... Oh, there we go. Let me do it. Yeah, do it's it. been a back. Dive right in. All right, Cody, we are talking about the Oscars, and this is a much-talked-about Oscars, even if it was um, the second-least-watched Oscars ceremony in history. What was the first? Last year. Oh. Um, <laughs> We're really so, trending upwards. Yeah, so actually, it's improvement, um, and the reason for all of that. So I, <coughs> I'm i writing a piece about the Oscars and sort of the way that this Will Smith thing that we're about to talk about um, overshadowed a lot of deserving winners, maybe some less deserving winners, but still, you know, took the moment away from a lot of people. But I think we need to get it out of the way. It's uh, it's important. Well, not, not it's actually very unimportant, but we need to uh, we need to discuss it as a film podcast. 
What was your awareness of this whole Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock incident, having not okay. watched the show live? I got to be honest. I had friends text me. Did you see the Will Smith thing? I'm like, what are you talking about? And then they're like the Oscars. And I was like, oh, OK, because obviously I, they know I do a movie podcast and they thought maybe I was watching the Oscars. <laughs> they don't know me very well. I was not. So I went to Twitter and uh, it was plastered everywhere on Twitter. Of course. And I was like, this is fake. This has to be fake. Like, this is stupid. Like, is this a stunt? Whatever. And then you like, you keep like reading in the comments and stuff and all that. And then it's like, you realize like, oh shit. And then I texted you actually. I'm like, is this real? That is the extent of how much Oscars I watched was just a replay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of Will Smith slapping the shit out of Chris. So, Rock. so did you get the context of it? Did any of it, or was it just you just watched the clip of him slapping? Chris I Rock? just watched this. That was the first thing I saw. And then okay. obviously all the. All the stuff came out later, you know, about the uncensored whatever, you know, yep. keep my wife's name out of your mouth and all that jazz and stuff. And right. the joke that went out. And I don't know the details of, I guess. Well, why don't out. I relieve you here of your duties momentarily of uh, plot description and let Whoa. you know what happened in the moment. So yeah, give me the whole plot rundown of this and the entire Oscars. Nope. Uh, so yeah. So Chris Rock goes up there. He's presenting for best documentary feature and he's Chris Rock, right? So he's doing his little comedy routine. He cracks a joke about uh, Javier Bardem <laughs> and, uh, and Penelope Cruz. Everyone's having a good time. He's in it. He's in the moment, whatever. And then it seems like it was not a pre-written joke. He just sort of off the cuff, he sees Will Smith and, uh, and Jada Pinkett Smith. And he makes a joke about the movie G.I. Jane, in which uh, I think Demi Moore uh, shaves her head in the movie. And uh, Jada Pinkett Smith has a shaved head. And he is like, oh, yeah, when's G.I. Jane 2 coming out? Something like that. Can't wait to watch that movie. Camera pans over. Will Smith's cracking up. Jada Pinkett Smith is not happy. The whip. The whip. Chris Rock keeps going. He's just he's he's like, oh, come on. That was a that was a good joke. All of a sudden, Will Smith is storming the stage, right? He's walking up. Chris Rock is laughing. He's like, this is this is a bit. Like Will Smith is doing a bit. <laughs> Will Smith slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> And I, did everyone, you watch this live? Did you yeah, watch this live? Yeah. Oh, okay. So then, so this is I'm I'm describing what happened on the telecast that we were watching. Um, everyone thinks it's a bit, right? We're like, oh, what what the heck? Like, did, that's weird. This is like a weird segment, a moment, whatever. Um, then Chris Rock just looks kind of shocked. Then there's all these weird cuts. So like it cuts, and and it's still on Chris Rock, but he's like moved over a little bit. He's just like, what the heck? It cuts over to uh, to Will Smith and you can just, the sound's out. You can he- see what he's saying. It's very clear that he's saying, get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Um, and then they just kind of move on. It was really <laughs> bizarre to watch in the moment. I think everyone still kind of thought it was like a bit. Yeah, and then you, like I you said, flood to Twitter. You see one, that the joke that Chris Rock told, which in the first place just wasn't funny and second um i'm assuming chris rock didn't know or was unaware but jada pinkett smith has been pretty open about the fact that she has alopecia which is the reason why she shaved her head and clearly didn't appreciate um that being joked about also i think like five years ago or something at the oscars um chris rock made another 
uh, joke in like poor taste about Jada Pinkett Smith. So there was like all this context for why Will Smith was upset, but then Will Smith just like lost his cool and went up and, you know, slapped the shit out of, um, out of Chris Rock. So comedy is dead. That's my hot take. Yeah. What what was your takeaway from all of this? Like, is that, is that literally it? Comedy is dead? <laughs> well, yeah. Not that it's dead. I mean, people are sensitive these days. You can't even like tell a joke. Like the Oscars is a platform where I, I didn't, who weren't the host all right. Comedians, the three women. Yeah. Right? It was Ron uh, Sykes. Wanda Sykes. Were Regina, Hall, Regina Hall, I wouldn't classify as like primarily a comedian, comedian, but she's, she's very funny. Yeah, um, but you get those people, right, that are mm-hmm. always usually like, okay, Amy they're going to have their opening monologues or whatever and stuff. And you have to, you know, it's like a roast. You're going to pick the people that are nominated or at least they're present in the moment. And I don't know, I would have a, I'm not condoning Will's behavior, but at the same time, it's just like, you, you know, have a thick skin. It's just like you're in the setting. I'm sure drinks were being had or whatever. Is mm-hmm. it's a big party fest anyway for those kind of events. And to me, it's just like jokes going to be said. Things will be cringeworthy for anybody maybe watching. Uh, I did hear there were some cringeworthy moments with Regina King actually that didn't go over very well. Regina Hall or Regina Hall, sorry. Oh yeah, she she just did a bit where she was horny, and that was like <laughs> <laughs> it was really I, weird. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But that that's just right. That's your platform. That's your stage. You're gonna do sure. what you need to do. You have some jokes written or whatever, and you're ready to go. Or or you just off the wall. Is if, if that's the case with Chris Rock? You do it. And it's whatever. And it's just like people laugh about it. Like if you just said Will Smith, I, I did watch multiple videos and stuff, and it's just like yeah, he's laughing, and then he looks over, and he's like, oh shit, maybe I should actually be serious about this right. moment or whatever. But and like the, there's very highly so, publicized issues between yeah Will Smith and Jay. I guess Smith. and like you could you could imagine him saying like I need to yeah now, and now there's all this now there's all this speculation on what's going on and whatnot so like you know what was it you know oh like originally right like the very first night like was this like right you guys contemplated at first was it you know a skit or whatever and, mm-hmm. and whatnot was it still done regardless to try and get viewership up you know you just said it was the second least watch oscars and you know i don't think things are getting better unfortunately as uh, the host of a trying- prominent movie podcast <laughs> okay wait maybe not prominent but <laughs> you didn't even watch i will slap you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think um, but that's my point. It's yeah. not it, it's an entertainment value for the people that are there. But I, I'm sorry, like I have nothing against you taking the time to watch it. But I just don't see the entertainment value in watching these people just accept awards and give speeches that and like Will Smith's speech was counterintuitive to what he just did. Right. Well, he had <laughs> to kind like, of make amends how, for, uh, for how what he ironic just did a little is bit. That? So I just like, read actually that the the academy asked him to leave during the ceremony, and he said no, and they just didn't <laughs> do anything about it. <laughs> See, uh, so we're gonna have to ask you to leave. Uh, no, okay. like, no, I, I thought we'd winning an Oscar later. So yeah, I, I, I'm gonna yeah, stay. I thought we just, you know, I thought we'd ask. But yeah, it's okay. you could stay. I, I think that like a lot of this is getting sort of overblown. Um, Oh yeah. Into like, oh, this is <laughs> someone had the take that this was like exactly like Russia and Ukraine. And I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like there's all these people saying this is like clearly about um like cancel culture. This is just symbolic of that. And like, nah, man, like Chris Rock told a that like a bad joke that wasn't funny, and Will Smith overreacted and slapped him. Like it it's two guys that have uh, clearly have some history with that. Um 
it's not not good. Like just but, shitty. And but it, that, that's the ahead. sad part. That's the sad part, right? Is we're talking about it now. Everyone's been talking about right. it for the past few days. And it's it's kind of crappy, or I guess drives my point home is that's the most entertaining thing to happen at the Oscars, which is supposed to be on movies. I, I, you know, I did watch a couple acceptance speeches, uh, particularly I wanted to see, you know, Troy Kotz or his great, get his fantastic, yeah. And, yeah. and and that's what you want to see, I guess. Like that's Absolutely. what I would want to see. Like, hey, here's a guy who is in the deaf community, and and that's what that movie represents. Coda came out of mm-hmm. nowhere, not out of nowhere, but it, it gained traction. A lot of people have now seen it and stuff and whatnot, and it's a sentimental movie, and I have absolutely no problem with it winning Best Picture. I'm actually happy it won Best yeah, Picture. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, but but those things get overshadowed. The sentiment values of what I would want to hear are overshadowed by, one, what happened with the Will Smith thing, and two, you know, a lot of acceptance speeches, unfortunately don't necessarily maybe go that direction where it's just like Mm -hmm. trying to shed light on those kind of things on aspects of the world on life how to be better to one another how to represent something or whatever that like that's the stuff like if i'm watching you know like if i hear about it i go back watch youtube video i'm like okay that's cool or whatever like i kind of did with this but in the moment so many of those things so many things get politicized and all that kind of stuff it's just i I don't need to i I don't want this and that's why i feel like that's why I feel like not just with me, but so many people now. That's why they're just like, you know what? You guys are in a league of your own. Your problems are not our problems. I think it's that and it's it's not, you know? So like the, <laughs> yeah. the last thing on Will Smith is like, yeah, it sucks because he did overshadow the whole rest of the night. Even the whole, everything that came before. Um, like Troy Kotzer is a great example. Like, Yoon Yoo Jong was like so adorable presenting that award. And then Troy Kotzer's um, speech was fantastic. And then, uh, yeah, like, especially Questlove, who had to go up on stage right after that and sort of give his speech in the moment right after that. And that's just, like, such a bummer for him who created this movie, Summer of Soul. It was just such a huge accomplishment. But uh, more, more to your point, I think that, yeah, that was the most entertaining part of the ceremony. But, like, the problem is that ABC and like the the other media partners maybe before that or whatever have been so focused on turning this thing into uh, an entertaining event like something that is like flashy and like gotta see it can't miss this sort of thing in an era where you can just watch the speeches you want to watch on the internet immediately like they're on yeah. Twitter yep. within five minutes of them happening and so like I think chasing after the ratings just to speak on the show more broadly is stupid that you're going to have a hardcore fan base of like movie fans that are going to want to watch these things, or at least some of them. Um, And if you just keep chasing entertainment value, you're alienating the only people that care anyway. So like, what's the point in doing that? Um, I don't know. I I just think it's, it's stupid. Like there you go. You got people like me and, and like other people like that, that want to watch these craftspeople talk about how special it is that they've accomplished something with, with these movies. And instead it's just like, I don't know, it's just such garbage. And I, I feel for all the nominees that had and, and winners that had their nights kind of blown up by that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the winners. Why don't we just, let's just dive right into to Coda. So uh, me, I'm a winner. Coda win. What I'm did, uh, what did you think? I think that was cool. So I have to talk about the poll just a little bit because I did not mm-hmm. pick Coda to win. 
Although if I would have just went with my heartfelt feelings, one, I would have lost the poll, but two, I would have, <laughs> I guess, picked Coda because I was like, yeah, Coda. Was Coda um, your favorite movie of what was nominated? Of what was nominated? Uh, it like was up there. Coda more than Dune, I presume. Yeah, I did. And like, it's a, it's a heartfelt story, man. Like, like I don't said, look anything. Up. I'm trying. Man, to I did not like Dune. I see all. I see all of it. Baby. You didn't see. Uh, it, nah, it's fine. Um, I've seen it all. You didn't see Nightmare Alley. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Or I've seen all of it minus Nightmare Alley. Drive My Car. Okay, I didn't see that either. Okay, two movies. I did, did you see, see? Did you see West Side Story? I did see West Side okay. Story. Okay, we talked about West Side Story. And um, Licorice Pizza, maybe, would be up there Belfast is not up there for me. I'm just naming the movies. Anyways, uh, one, I didn't need to see Drive My Car. It's a foreign film. You knew it was never It won an win. Oscar. Okay, it won an Oscar for international film. That Which makes is... sense. International. <laughs> that, Best picture. The history of that category, the winners of that category Look, are Parasite a lot of times won. better. Than the the best picture winners. They weren't they weren't doing it back to back or within a three year span. It had to be something spectacular. Anyways, I I think the traction with Coda was it's just like I said it's just you know I showed my parents the movie and I actually really knew nothing going you know I, I knew what Coda stood for, uh, and so I was just like okay it's on Apple TV and I always thought Apple TV always kind of picked up some really actually they don't have a huge selection but they usually always have like a good selection so I was like oh Coda this seems yeah. interesting whatever and I was like I wasn't blown blown away but i was like oh it's actually a really good heartfelt sentiment movie and i think once it got nominated i think a lot of people realized they could watch it because right when nominations mm-hmm. and stuff come out a lot more accessibility to see these movies you know they put them in theaters and all that kind of stuff a lot of you know yeah, and coda did play some theaters in, in yeah. its run too and i, I and think it, that goes into like the um the whole netflix versus apple thing like netflix has never won a best picture oscar Mm-hmm. despite having some very strong contenders year after year after year. Um, and then part of it seems to be that the film industry is like, screw you guys. Like you're not releasing your films theatrically. You're just like, you're ruining what film should be. And like Apple has been much more careful with Coda and any other movies that it is trying to campaign, like My- say um, the tragedy of Macbeth in making sure that it has a theatrical run, making sure yeah. that people can see it that way. That's and I why think that matters a lot to, to the voters. I think it does too, because again, drive my car was an example. I think Belfast wasn't that wide. Like I ended up seeing it, but I, there's a lot of movies in there that weren't as widely released. And I think Coda does the best. And I, I like that Coda one, because I always say pull on the heartstring of America kind of thing for movies, you know, so you always say that I've never heard you say yeah, that. I'm saying it now. <laughs> But I'm, I like getting you pulled will on the always say that <laughs> I like getting pulled on the heartstrings. And I think a lot of people who are just like I said, average moviegoers want like to be entertained or like to be moved, which in a heartfelt way. And Coda clearly represents the second of the mm-hmm. latter that I just mentioned. And I think more and more people were seeing it more and more people were kind of just in awe of it because of that. It's just like, oh, during these times kind of thing, you know, it's that heartfelt movie that everyone kind of get behind and enjoy, maybe not absolutely love, but enjoy. And I think that's the traction it gained to obviously come and win Best Picture. And I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, I actually yeah, really I, am. I don't it's, think it's, it's a terrible win. I mean, it, people are calling it Green Book, and it's not Green Book. Like, it's it's a much better movie than that. I don't I don't think it was even remotely close to the best movie even nominated this year. And I think that this uh, obviously these are awards that are voted on by people that work in, in film, right? Like, it's, it's directors, it's actors, it's craftspeople, it's all that stuff. Um, and that's why I think there's a disconnect a little bit sometimes between 
what wins in a given year and what like is the most populist choice or what like the people are watching. Because I think that as like a crafts award, they want to award the film that is like most technically sound. And that's why I think power of the dog had the, the narrative going for it before that. But the thing that people seem to have forgotten is that um, (laughs) the uh, best picture ballots are preferential, which means that they're ranked. (laughs) So a lot of people probably had power of the dog first on their list, but a lot of people probably had it last on their list. And with Coda, it may not have had a lot of first place votes and who knows, maybe it did, but uh, it probably wasn't slotting in, in the bottom half of too many ballots either. So I think that that gave it the opportunity to kind of sneak in there as a, a sort of maybe not the, uh, the the top choice for a lot of people, but the the most universally loved movie. And I, I, and I think that's fine. I think Coda is a perfectly good movie, um, even if I, I wouldn't have picked it myself. I would have. If I would have <laughs> just went with my gut. But again, then I wouldn't have won the competition because I just went with what I heard on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, Twitter. Their Twitter really helped. Uh, okay, have you looked at the the list of winners, though? Is there anyone that stood out to you? Well, I think we talked more than enough about Will Smith and, and Troy Kotzer, <laughs> uh, great win, happy for him. Um, um, you know what, I'm going to talk about what I'm upset about. I'm going to talk about what I'm upset about. Speaking of feelings, why did Kristen Stewart not win? Why was it Jessica Chastain? Because the Academy hated that movie. Like, clearly, they didn't nominate it for anything else. Um, they just nominated Kristen Stewart because Kristen Stewart is incredible in that movie. But it, they so clearly that's why thought she that movie win. sucked. And if that if that movie sucked, that, that that only further proves the Academy's decision that you just mentioned, that she was the best. She pulled that whole movie together. Well, they didn't think the movie win. came together. They just thought she you gave know? a good performance in a bad movie, clearly. Um, which made the movie okay. <laughs> yeah, I think Kristen Stewart would have been probably my third choice out of the nominees, but uh, she's good. I would have been happier with that than, like, I, I don't know. I'm not the biggest Jessica Chastain guy in the world. Like, I think she's... She should have won for 365, and then I would have been okay with it. It's that. actually the 355, Cody, and the oh, fact the that you disrespect that is um, Well, I was waiting for the sequel. Actually. I was waiting for the sequel. Yeah, well, Here's Penelope this. Cruz uh, could have won for the 355 as well. They are uh, both in that movie. Um, then they both could have been nominated for the same movie. It's, been, it's happened before. So so you said before we started recording this that you actually watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I did. I was like, Why? Was not... Huh? Why? <laughs> it was a true story. You know, it was just... did it, sitting did on it a couch. I was good? sick. Were, were you dude? happy about it? Watching this is, it? This was like the week I got sick. And what did you, what'd you think like, of The Eyes of Tammy Faye? That's a lot of makeup. There's a lot of makeup. The makeup team did win. Well deserved. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was it was okay, I guess. It was weird. Yeah. I, I didn't know how weird that couple was, I guess. Did you like, know anything what, about them at all? No, I, I really didn't. And then yeah. my parents did. My parents were actually watching the movie with me as we were just kind of lounging around, like I said, on the Friday night or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, okay, yeah, this this makes sense kind of thing. And like sure. my mom got it and stuff. And that was more during her time anyway, was at least being aware as you know, I'd just been born and stuff and I wasn't aware of everything. But you know, I I, I you know, it's hard for me to say, yeah, that was a good representation of her. Um yeah, but that I really I mean I don't know. You know, speaking of which, if Will Smith wasn't going to win, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom, or right. Eyes of Tammy Faye. They just decide last minute to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he is uh, He's good in Eyes of Tammy Faye, actually. What I don't get one. I'm going to just move on now because we ahead, have plenty. 
No Time to Die won for Best Original Song. Yes. One, how was Bruno not nominated? It's the only movie. That's the only song I've actually like continuously um, hear. On, that like, song's terrible. Yes, for but one. It's, it's widespread. It's on TikTok. <laughs> it's on Instagram. It's everywhere. Social media. Someone's you know, doing something with so, it. So and con- like the Encanto team, which. You know, congrats to Encanto for winning Best uh, Animated Feature because I believe I had a bet with Cody. We can go back and check the tape from our... Uh, I picked Encanto. Year end. I know you did, but I think, uh, I think I told you way back when it was going to win. Um, I'm going to check the tape on that one maybe at some point. But anyway. I want to reel uh, the tape where you said that I'm the best host, the best co-host with you. I know there's... The Encanto team said. had to pick one song to submit. Um, it picked the one song it shouldn't have. No, it picked the best song in the movie. It, it's not their fault that they couldn't uh, they couldn't have known that people would fall for the shitty one. So, like, what are you going to do? We don't talk about Bruno's bad. Um, I'm going to butcher the name of the, the song, but it's like uh, Dos Oruguitas or something like that. Um, probably, yeah, Dos Oruguitas. And it's great. That song's good. Um, but, yeah, No Time to Die won. And that's a great song too. Billie Eilish. She rocks. She's probably going to win again next year for uh, one of the four town songs. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, God. I mean, I'm imagining it. That's why I laughed. And you you're probably think, right. Oh, I, I think it's going to get nominated. The, the, what's that song called? Nothing on You or something? Billie Eilish is one of the most successful widespread persons right now. So, yes, you're probably right. If she, has the opportunity to be nominated and then people see your name and they're like, ah, yeah. Are you telling me you didn't like the four town songs? I the four town songs were fine, Evan. I got friends and I've got buddies. It's true. No. I, I I'm mad I missed I was sick that we that you guys talked about that movie without me because the one thing I said when you finished watching it, and I knew you're gonna love it. Because I saw one comment on Letterboxd that says this is the animated version. I, I um, want your opinion on that in the other segment. But let's <laughs> let's finish up on a couple uh, couple things here. So, hey Bird. Dune won a bunch. Yeah, that was my that was my bread and butter, dude. I, I mean, it's a technically brilliant movie, right? Like the the production of that movie is fantastic, even if it's not like the best piece of storytelling so i mean I, I think it's fine that it wins in like sound production design cinematography all that stuff you know and i banked on that in the fucking poll i was just like whatever what the first one was i was just like dude and then everyone that fought is like you know what you're like Clean wait sweep. it's all dune i was just like i'm just gonna vote dune all the way down were the you list. disappointed that the yak in the classroom did not take home an oscar the fuck is it? see those, those i didn't watch any of that shit. <laughs> that was a, that was pure guessing i knew nothing Okay, that, I mean, yes, that's a, it's a I'm pretty be easy a... guess for uh, for uh, what was it? Drive My Car <laughs> International, because uh, you know it was nominated for Best Picture, and the rest were not. Well, I only picked it because it was in yours and Zach's top ten. <laughs> there you go. I was just like, um, I'm trying to think. We're going to talk about what else? Ariana Debose, good for her. That's awesome. Um, I think she's cool, so that's good. Uh, Jane Campion winning uh, Best Director. And nothing else for the power of the dog. Kind of surprising, but I I'm thought... so glad. I'm so glad. You have no idea. You you hated this that movie that much? I did not hate the power of the dog, but that to me, the way you talked about it, the way you loved it, I'm like yeah, 
right off the top when that movie first came out on Netflix and I watched it, I'm like, this is the, one of the biggest Oscar bait movies. Oh, come on. It is. It is. <laughs> I mean, it did get the most nominations. So I maybe even picked it, it, it to win Best Picture. That just tells you how oh, Oscar it's bait. It's so good. And it it's such a directorial achievement. And sinker. Whatever. I just think it was super Oscar bait because it's just it was an average movie. Oh, is it average Western? What a terrible movie. take. And I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I Kristen Dunst is good. Kristen Dunst is good. <laughs> um, okay, so with that being said, uh, any last Oscars thoughts? Are you going to come to the Oscars party next year? Ask me again next year for me to decline you. Oh boy! All right. Well, with that, let's. Uh, let's Maybe if we actually can go to the Oscars. I don't, you, yeah, you can make that happen. You can get us on the outside looking in through the I'm windows doubtful. or something. Yeah. I'll take that. Okay. All right. Let's talk about some other movies. All right, Cody, we are going to close out here just kind of catching up on some things because it's been still some kind of tough sledding for getting good movies released. Uh, Things have popped up here and there. We've seen different things. I've only like like, put my toes in the water and then I like take them out. Exactly. So first and foremost, though, I want to know what you thought of Turning Red. Mm, It's Pixar, baby. Yep. I did not love it as much as you did. So good. Such I good. will I will say, because it's not on my letterbox, because I'm so far behind and we can get into all the reasons why I've been out of it or whatever in movies in general, uh, which is sad or unfortunate because it's a movie podcast. But anyway, I, I will give it three and a half. I, I, I did like it. Um, That's God, good. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's been like two weeks now, actually. And it's um, never not on your mind. It's oh never not on my mind. It, it was an interesting take. I, I I think from previews, one, I'm kind of bummed again. It just released on only Disney Plus. Uh, that like, is a bummer. Yeah, like it would have been cool to see that in theaters, uh, just to go with friends and stuff. Unfortunately, we were not able to have an STR watch party, I, so we can actually went away and then got sick. So don't party too hard, boys and girls. That's my uh, take on that. Well, that's the lesson. That's the lesson to take away from this segment, if nothing else, if none of these movies that you agree or disagree with on our takes, but uh. I, I, I did remember watching it coming home that, that same weekend or whatever, right before I went to to work and whatnot. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. It kind of sucks a little life out of the movie too. Like I said, but having to watch it at home or whatever, and especially when you're not watching it with a group yeah. to like, you know, talk about it. I was just watching it by myself, like basically going to bed. And, and not that I didn't like it, like I said, um, but it it was better than what the previews had like showed. Like I was, I was more like happy when it was over like okay that was a cool like direction or whatever and stuff compared to what the previews were kind of showing because i was like super skeptical when i had like seen the previews but i i like the storytelling i thought it was pretty good um and obviously uh pandas have feelings so that is definitely what that movie was about sure um cool okay so why don't we jump around here talk about some other movies that we have seen no we need to talk about why it's it's the animated version for you for Lady Bird. I think that there are some. You gave that movie what four stars? Four and a half. 
I think it's Holy fantastic. Shit. It's so good. Um, there are certainly some parallels to Lady Bird in that, like, it's a sort of difficult mother-daughter relationship. Um, but I mean, I don't think it goes too much beyond that. And other than the fact that it's sort of like a coming of age story of a, of a girl who kind of disagrees You're with her just, mother, you know, Lady Bird never turns into a giant red panda. So would I, that I have been cool or what? I think it probably would have ruined a little bit of the realism of that movie, but mm-hmm. In this case, I think, I don't know, just all the metaphors in the movie are just, are really strong. The music's catchy. It's really fun. The characters are, are extremely well developed and, and Sandra O's oh voice acting is like top notch in that movie. Just, it's excellent. It's an excellent movie. I've seen it like three times now. Love it. So good. Um, okay. Let's, let's talk about some other things. Uh, you just went off about turning red for a bit. So. I'm going to talk briefly about the movie X. Are you aware of the movie X, Cody? X? X. X. The letter X. It's got, yes. It's got Mia Goth in it, Jenna Ortega, Kid Cudi. Is Cuddy. it a horror movie? It is. It's, it's bad. I feel like it's, I've heard about it. It is produced by the guy that does Euphoria. Hmm. Um, Euphoria is big. Why did this movie suck? Euphoria is good. I haven't seen Euphoria. And I oh, probably I never will because everything, everything that Sam Levinson does pisses me off. So <laughs> it's it's just like, it's excessive. Everything about the movie is just like, we're going like, <laughs> to up, up the gore. We're going to really like up the sexualization and all that, which is fine. I mean, it's a movie. The, the premise of the movie is a team of like amateur pornographers Ooh. rent out a barn at nice. this like old couple's house. And then they like nice. slowly all get murdered. Oh. Um but it's like classic Sam Levinson. It's all recorded. It's just though, like right? every female member of the cast has to be shown topless at some point in the movie. Um, every like every chance they get, it's just like excessive. Where can I watch violent. this movie? In theaters. Um, oh, sweet! I could see it. Yeah, and then then I just want to shout out the uh, the people at this movie uh, screening that I went to. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I these guys! So could, oh, yeah, so, of course. So it's this group of like five people. Um, they you sure come wasn't in. me and my group. Uh, we haven't got yet. So hold well, on. so they they come in five minutes late to the movie, and they're standing on the staircase, talking in uh, what can only be described as outdoor voices, oh, saying, nice. "Where where are our seats? Oh, I think they're up at the top." And that was maybe the quietest they were the whole movie. So the entire movie, they're just conversing with each other and cracking jokes, laughing at themselves. As if no one's watching the movie, one woman in the group was like um, talking about how terrible the decision to come see this movie was. And then uh, one of their group was telling them to shut up every five minutes. And then they were getting mad at her and yelling at her. Everyone else (laughs) in the theater was like shushing them the whole time and they didn't care. Um, One of the guys, and I put this in my letterbox review, every time Kid Cudi was on screen, he would go day and night. (laughs) <laughs> to, the, to the delight of the whole group that he was with he did this like 15 times probably to the point where he actually pulled his phone out of his pocket and at full volume played day and night during the scene where so these, guy, these people are drunk these people are drunk killed. as hell this was in the this was at 150 in the afternoon now they're drunk as hell it, it was not unbelievable could, they started they were night drinking the night before and they kept day drinking that morning of and then they're like let's go see this fucking movie and and it's no explanation yeah it seems impossible to me to separate out the uh you know the, the wanna, film itself from the experience of watching it I, i'll tell you what i i watched batman and his dad brought his kid and they sat right behind us 
And the kid was like, just young enough to not understand the same reason, like you said, like an indoor voice or anything or mm-hmm. any of that nature. And it, that was not the Batman movie to take that kind of kid to, in my opinion, like as a father, you know, son, like outing. And it, it ruined my experience too. You so I, to I, teach I that kid about vengeance, you. Cody. <laughs> and that kid learned a valuable lesson he was about to learn i was if about you to do mass murders batman will come for you um <laughs> will smith on him oh go slap him. interesting comparison um so okay what else we got here um you are gonna tell me why i should give the adam project <laughs> a chance ryan reynolds yeah, so is he just doing his whole shtick that he does in Deadpool and Detective? Yeah, but Pikachu but you know what's even better Hitman's is bodyguard. The, you know what's even better? Literally every kid. movie he's in. What's even better is the kid. I don't even know the kid's name, but the kid matched Ryan Reynolds' energy, and he was actually the better part of the movie, in my opinion. Now, was I drinking a little bit when I watched this movie? Absolutely, freaking Red Notice. He's just doing the same thing every time, and it's his shtick. It sucks. It works. I'm tired of it. Why? What? You know what? Why does every movie suck right now for you, Evan? You know, you don't want to watch that. You don't want to watch Moonfall. <laughs> I mean, does, Moon, does Moonfall not suck? Moonfall sucks as much as The Addams Project, okay? Okay, it's perfect. interesting concept that's not fully executed perfectly, but I'm trying to convince you that you should watch this movie. Look, it's on Netflix. I keep thinking about doing it, and then I'm just like, do I want to? Really? You already saw, hey, look, you already saw Red Notice. You've already put yourself So I've seen the movie, that. basically. No. <laughs> well, unless the Dwayne The Rock Johnson is this little kid, then there's a chance that... Yes, you could make the comparison <laughs> that you've seen this movie. And that is worth the second watch. Cool. If you can watch Turning Red three times, then you can watch The Addams Project once. How many movies? How many movies out of your 195 that you saw last year? It's 210. Okay. Proving my point even further, <laughs> there was at least probably 60 movies, two stars and under. It uh, could be. I I wouldn't be surprised if that was okay. the, where the number came So if in. you're going to put yourself through that amount of hours of misery, why can't you just laugh at a few jokes that this kid and Ryan Reynolds have with one another? Why can't for a I two laugh? Star movie? Probably because they're not funny. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, what? so I don't know for sure. But that would be why I can't laugh. Wow. That is diss. And it, that's just upsetting. Look, I, I think Ryan Reynolds is a funny guy. I just think that... Again, his his shtick is just getting old, right? Like, write some new jokes. Get some new material, buddy. Wow. Two stars and under, I have... Um, looks like it's about 43 movies. Thank so. you. That's my point. All two-hour movies, give or take. That's be. flipping 86 hours. That's 86 hours. Hey, you wasted already on movies that were just... Beyond below mediocre. And Let's you can't watch the I've Adams seen. Project? I'm going to see if I can throw one more at you here. Um, Windfall. Here's one you might watch. It's on Netflix. No, no, no. Moonfall. You're getting it wrong. You need to see got, Moonfall. It's got an Oscar nominee, Jesse Plemons. It's got Jason Siegel. Did it's Jesse got... Plemons win? Jesse Plemons did not win. Okay. Roy Kotzer won. Okay. How many Oscar nominations do you have? Me? Less than Zack Snyder's. Yeah, Justice League. But how many times? Okay, hold on. Or the you, fan vote. Hold on. Of the I, Flash entering the speed zone. Look, look, look! You're trying to diss me. And what I have to say is, I haven't even been given a chance to get nominated. So, yes, I have Who's no nomination. Is that, though, 
well, I haven't tried, so it's a little <laughs> bit of my fault. I have to go audition for something <laughs> to be the next Great. big thing. Do you think I could be the, the next greatest yes. cheer moment? in the history of movies is the flash entering the speed zone in Zack Snyder's justice league. See, I don't remember that. See the biggest cheer moment I'm aware of is when captain America captures the hammer from Thor. That's the biggest cheer moment. I think that came in third. I think like that came in third Aretha Franklin singing or something. And I don't know. (laughs) The whole no, Franklin the, beat fucking whole Captain America moment thing was was just a, a hot mess, and it was uh, Spider. Uh, honestly, the new Spider Man movie has to be the newest big cheer moment. Um, it, that came in fifth. I want to say, really? Oh, so, yeah. Wow. What are we cheering for? <laughs> no, it days? was it was actually Jennifer Hudson singing in Dreamgirls that came in fourth or something like that. I think it was Avengers. Something in Avengers got. I don't. I don't know. It. So you answered your own question. By... The, the point is windfall has <laughs> Jesse Plemons, Jason Siegel in it. Um, and Jason Siegel. It's great. He needs it's, to be in more movies. He's great. funny. It's, that guy's funny. Lily Collins is in it too. It's, it's good. I mean, it's basically like a, a single location heist kind of movie. Not maybe not heist, uh, noir sort of thing. It's, it's interesting. Jason Siegel's trying to rob Jesse Plemons. And it's just like, uh, it's interesting. I think you might like it. Just check it out. Mm. You seen anything else? Anything else you want to shout out? Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, man. The Not the lack of movies, but like, usually like there's like one or two movies that are like, I'm like, oh, I want to go see that. I, I can't, I haven't even seen, I saw Turning Red. I think that was the last movie I've seen, which was so, two weeks ago. So what you're telling me is that you would have wanted to see The Lost City if they hadn't changed the name from The Lost City of D. Yes. Okay. You're right. All right. As long just as just like, and if that. if that wasn't enough, Channing Tatum, I would have loved to see Doc, but I did not get around to it. I know. I still want to see that too. Did uh, okay. So just you know, we got we still got some time to kill here. So I and just Death wanna... on the Nile. I haven't seen. Okay, it. No one wants to see that. See, um, what did you think about the other Zack Snyder movie, Army of the Dead, being voted the uh, Oscar fan favorite? That was an Oscar fan favorite. Yes. Was it Spider-Man supposed to be nominated? People were mad about that, too. Yeah, well, people were dumb, so that's... Whoa! Evan. Last time I went for the gamers. This time I'm coming for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Evan can never not diss somebody on this podcast. Next week, we will have seen a movie. I don't know what movie it's going to be, but next week we'll have seen a movie. How does that sound? Do you know what? For a movie podcast, that sounds pretty great. Guys, okay. we're going to watch a movie. We're going to talk about it. I like the idea. This is our intro to the beginning of our podcast all over again. Therefore, we must talk about the Joker and Maybe how later. he will be in the next oh, Batman movie. We, 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 don't need, we don't need to. It's okay. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, oh, we man. Do. Just terrible. Yes, we do. How many movies have you seen this year so far? Uh, I'm actually curious because every movie that I've mentioned that I've seen, you said, why the fuck would I watch that? This, this is a really rambling segment already, but I have seen 26 movies that either have or will release this year. Um, I think one, two, have or will three. I'm just trying to count them out. Um, Put like parallel. Four of them, maybe stuff. four of them have not actually released, but have released dates. 
So yeah, 2026, 20, I think I said. Yep. There you go. I'm at like seven. Getting there. Which means the Adams Project is in my top 10. Boom. That's why you should see it. You're going to have to. At the end of the year, we're going to have to have this whole segment again. I'll, about, I'll watch it. I'll, about I'll, how. Maybe. I'll think about watching it at least. I'm going to rate all my Netflix movies from basically two stars to one and a half stars because every movie on Netflix is going to fall in between those yes. two star rankings. That's the nope. movies they make. You know what? I'm, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that one star movie, if not half star I can't movie. wait for you to see Petite Maman. Will that be my one star movie? I don't know. You do French, French movies. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a French movie. Eh? <laughs> but one I think star. you might like it. Uh, all right, we've rambled so much. Let's Let's close this thing out. I like to ramble. All right, Cody, I have one more question for you in the close before we tell the people where to find us. And that is, I want your reaction to G.I. Jane 2. <laughs> no, we talked enough about that. But but you're similar. excited for it. This is what Garfield creator Jim Davis had to say about the Will Smith situation. And oh, I want okay. your reaction to this live on the show. Okay. He, he said, I don't really keep up with the Oscars. I mainly just make Garfield comic strips. <laughs> <laughs> That's a man who knows how to stay in his lane, who understands what he's there to do. And I applaud that man. Thank you. For sticking to what he needs to do. <laughs> Jim Davis. <laughs> yes, Jim Davis. You, right? That is a man that knows what's up. Is Jim Davis even still alive? I don't know. Maybe he should make, he should make a Garfield skit about the Will Smith moment with Garfield. That's yeah. what he should do. Jim Davis. But then, Jim Davis, always on top of things. Yeah. Culturally relevant. All right, where can the people find us, Cody? They can find us, well, our Instagram and our Twitter's been lacking, but only one of those is really my fault. Uh, I'm going to get back on the train eventually, boys and girls. I don't know when it's going to be. I've been busy. That's no excuse. You are my top priority. I'm talking to you, boys and girls. Oh, I'm talking to the gamers. pointing at me. I'm talking to the gamers. I'm talking to the dog gamers. I'm talking to the Oscar watchers, the Nana. I'm talking to all of you right now. Are you talking okay? to Jim Davis? I'm talking, talking to, to Garfield Davis. stands. I'm talking to you guys. I'm going to get back on the train. Things are going to get good moving forward. I'm going to eventually get a new podcast start for season four. <laughs> We're going to get there one way or another. It'll we're be there get- by season five, at least. <laughs> <laughs> No promises. Uh, anyways, yes, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, but right now, like Evan said, I think he's doing a little bit of write-ups. Uh, that is yeah, on the I website. Yeah, I should have something on the website soon. com. That's really where you can find everything from there. If you're listening, well, you're listening thank on whatever you. platform that is. Yes, thank Leave you. Leave us a review or a rating. Yeah, we'll read it live on the podcast. We always say that, but no one leaves the review. So do we check what? if they left them either? Not always. I, I haven't checked in a while. <laughs> Maybe you left one. Maybe. Maybe we're just flooded with angry gamers. Yeah, we might be. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you have one more thing to say, and it's been missing the last couple of weeks. I know. So uh, <clears throat> let me clear my throat here and uh, say bye. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you.